Welcome to another episode of the Law Offices of Quibble, Squabble, and Bicker on this December 15th, 2021. And today we have a very unusual client. Our client, because we have no guests, so it's strictly client, strictly us today. The client is ableism, sexism, racism, and cannibalism. So that'll be something that'll be chock full of wonder and interest, and everyone should... Uh, Follow along. Behold, trapped in a hellscape of their own invention, socially unaware old white men bound by the pretense of being fake lawyers yet knowing no law, no exquisite Latin terminology, they are inexplicably compelled to quibble over minutia, squabble over triflings, and bicker like those who value their backyards far too highly without even knowing the difference between an easement and an alleyway. At this very moment, you have entered the heart of the law offices of quibble, squabble, and bicker. Let's get started. This is a very high ticket sponsor. We're making a lot of no money from this. Hot ticket. A whole lot of nothing from this. <laughs> okay. Because this is from Disney Plus. They're fucking they're hot shit. This January, only on Disney Plus, a new series from renowned documentarian Marty DeBergi. We may be coming to your town. The monkey story. The shocking story of, of a seemingly wholesome rock band who tore through the world's cities like the four horsemen of the apocalypse with only depraved urges and sick kicks on their minds, leaving a trail of ruined hotel rooms and broken hymens in their wake. January 2nd, 1967, bassist Peter York is pulled over for drunk driving and after his stomach is pumped, it is discovered that he has ingested 19 gallons of semen, two gallons of which aren't even from a human being. March 14th, 1968, in front of 6,000 teenage fans, guitarist Michael Nesmith bites the head off of a hippopotamus. And we can't even tell you what decadence on the cusp midget Davy Jones was up to. We may be coming to your town, the monkey story. Drop bombing, January 6th, only on Disney Plus. Ooh, that oh. didn't go over well. Yeah, that was <laughs> no. silence for you guys. I was I was hanging on every word. Well, I was stuck on the fact that you called him Peter York for one, and then the semen story is like something I've heard over the years associated with a couple of different celebrities. Not only that, yeah, that's a, that was I, a joke. I was also thinking about how you know Mike Nesmith actually died a couple of days ago. I don't know if you heard about that. Um, I so, know that's so the why pall of his death is still hanging there. And then you completely leave Mickey Dolan's out of the mix. You know, it's like, what did he do to wrong you, Greg? That I you completely didn't have forgot time. him. I would have had a story for all of them. I did this I on the cusp. I, I would have had a story for all of them, but I could, you know, I did another time. But uh, yeah, I, I knew that when I wrote New York, I was like, wait, that's kind of from Radiohead, isn't it? Say that again. His name too. And I was Peter. Freezing up today. You've got a frozen face. When I when I was writing it, when I wrote it, I was thinking Peter York. That's the guy from Radiohead. Is that also the guy's? But it's well, Peter if Tork. we're gonna go to the the so York, I get um. The York Maelstrom. It's Tom York in Radiohead, and uh, it's Peter Tork in the Monkeys. Tom York. Yes, Tom York in and Radiohead. And Dork of York. Peter Peter Tork in the Monkeys. And Michael York, who played D'Artagnan yeah. in for and was in Logan's Run. What about York Peppermint Patties? And that was uh, in Peanuts. But it wasn't Peanuts because it was a peppermint patty. Well, you know, the, the kids in Peanuts had to live no somewhere, peanuts. so why not live in York, Pennsylvania? Do you think they lived in Pennsylvania? I always well, they... kind of pegged them as New Yorkers. Yeah? I don't know why. I think they're Midwest. I, think, Mid I always thought those kids were in the Midwest, like in the heartland. The like in kids. Ohio? Or like, I mean, what yeah, Midwest was yeah, I mean, But like if they were going to be in New York, I would say they'd probably be like upstate New York because yeah. of the nature of Snoopy's doghouse. Oh, definitely. Yeah. yeah, no, I was saying upstate, not like, you know, it wasn't like Seinfeld meets, well, that would be fun, but Seinfeld meets Peanuts. Hey! Yeah, it was, uh, <laughs> uh, what's his name? Uh, Costanza would have played uh, Charlie Brown. 
That's right. Jerry! <laughs> Linus! Anyway. Well, no, I was sticking upstate New York. Anyway, whatever. Well, now that we've gone into the whole monkey's rabbit hole, now we can extricate ourselves out of that. So, but anyway, on the cuff, Greg, a decent sponsor. Um, I don't know that Disney Plus is actually doing something like that, though. I, I hadn't heard anything. Well, they like did the Beatles up. one this week. So I figured they might do this one. Did Peter, oh. York, Peter York directed the, Be- the Beatles one, too. I thought that no, was, David. was uh, Marty DeBrugge. I thought it was David York, the director of Spinal Tap. It was Yorktown. Wait, so the name Marty DeBrugge is the director of Spinal Tap? That's uh, the character, yeah. So the you stole that name from somebody else's creativity? I figure he's a good Are you? Have you become hack, Greg? Is that what you're saying? Not, I actually did research to find his name, how it's spelled, because I yeah, can't remember. Why couldn't you just make up your own guy? Well, well, this is, this is great. This is great, Matt. Greg's never going to do another sponsor ever <laughs> now that you've just yeah. made a bunch of like trouble about his day. I thought You're it was triggering good. me, Matt. You're triggering I thought, me. I thought it was I fun. I was actually, I wasn't laughing because there wasn't, there wasn't punchlines in it. There wasn't a timing punchline thing. There was a, there was a story and I was listening and I was yeah. trying to figure out why this would be on uh, Disney plus Disney plus, but yeah. I was basically thinking, like, what if the monkeys were like Motley Crue, or even worse? Uh, well, they probably were. They probably. Well, I don't were know. Them all. They seem like pretty nice guys. Nah, David, they all I never seem like that. Until so you get behind the scenes. David yeah, exactly. Jones. David Jones lived about, mm, I want to say, two hours from here. I hear that David Jones used to like to have sex with spaghetti outside of local <laughs> fast food restaurants. I mean, he lived I, in Florida. Was... I know he had a bunch of horses. He had like a horse place okay. up in Ocala. Maybe fucked. Maybe he's kind of short. I don't think it would. I don't think that would work. Peter well, Tork was it. legitimately a hooker. What? <laughs> really? No, I made that up. No, I have I'm no idea who Peter Tork is. Because Brandon lives near all those circus towns where all the freaks retired to, and all the midgets and the fat ladies. So yeah. maybe Jones was. Like, kind of, he was masquerading his whole career. He was a midget, that guy. He was tiny. Hey, hey you're not supposed to say that word, I thought. Yeah, it's it's little people, Greg, these days. That that word is... I mean, I don't care. Oh, I just to people thought this show, people. What? say much worse words, so I thought midget would be oh. okay. I he's not a retarded is. midget, if that's what you're saying. No. Yes, he's All not. All right, well, that leads us perfectly into a- our <laughs> client for today. Our yes, client for today ableism. is ableism, sexism, racism, cannibalism. And let's talk about ableism since it sounds like that's what you guys are. So, Am I? I don't know ableists, what that is. you're practicing ableists. Okay. Well, there's ableism and then there's disableism, which is kind of a, another side of that coin. Ableism is kind of like the white privilege of uh, discrimination against uh-huh. the disabled in the sense that... It's, you mean that like this, I'm normal? It's so a, it's discrimination it in favor of able-bodied people. Like if I wanted to play football and I didn't choose the guy in the wheelchair, I'm being an ableist. Well, no, it's that it would that'd be more discrimination against the guy in the wheelchair. He can't. That'd play be football. more disableism. Ableism Dis- would be um, going into a courthouse and there's no ramp. In other what words. I- what do I There's have to do only with that? stairs. I'm just saying that's what ableism. Why isn't that disableism though? Is it disableism? Yeah, I'm confused. Disableism is specifically doing something because somebody's disabled, discriminating because they're disabled. So if I ableism smack... is something that's discrimination in favor of able people. So the stairs are there to help able people get into the courthouse, but they don't help disabled people get into the courthouse. But they're designed to help abled people over disabled people but if I, I push the wheelchair guy down the stairs that's disableism <laughs> yes or the baby carriage. if you specifically um singled him out to push down the stairs yeah. because he's in the wheelchair that's disableism correct and a hate crime probably <laughs> possibly depends if there's hate in your heart that's or you're really it for a joke Potemkin. that's what that is <laughs> that was like the cut scene from battleship Potemkin when the wheelchair guy fell down the stairs World right. on the stairs. Any other movies from the 1917 you'd like to bring up, Greg? 
Well, it just brought to mind that a wheelchair so, rolling downstairs. I'll have to do with Battleship Potemkin. I don't know. Well, there's the baby carrot scene. So ableism is really more of a passive thing in that yeah. it just happens. Yeah, it's like I said, it's like kind of like white privilege is. You know, it's where things are in our favor without necessarily intentionally being in our favor. They just, it happens because we're white. Things are easier for us, you know. So wheelchairs are pretty easy. And ableism with someone, oh, sorry. Continue. I was just going to say wheelchairs are easy because you either have a ramp or you have stairs and that's pretty straightforward. Yeah. Where where does the line get crossed or, or at what point is this, are we discriminating against, are we ableism, whatever, because somebody, I don't know, well, let's say um, there's a job as a telemarketer and you have a person who's got a wheelchair, who's in a wheelchair and somebody's not in a wheelchair, and you decide to hire the person who's not in the wheelchair because you hate people in wheelchairs, that would be disableism. Right. But what I'm saying is if he can't pick up a telephone and he works at a telemarketing outfit, that's ableism. Like he has no hands. Well, he has I mean, no hands. if there's some way to make it so that the person could do it, like you'd have to find a way to make it so that they could. I like mean. if he used his feet. Yeah, but then you know, I guess you—that's a very slippery slope for jobs because it'd be kind of like uh, becoming a professional basketball player and you're three foot ten, you know, and so yeah. then right. it be, it's it becomes—is it ableism at that point because they're not as tall as them or? But I mean, they do have short people in the NBA, though. They have people who are like five two. There's like some guys five two in the NBA. I guess if you're a really good shot, doesn't matter how tall you are. If you're uh, really good, but then what if you're not? I'm not then, a good shot at all, so it's rigged against me. Well, I think me. then it comes down to so then it comes down to ability. Well, so the then, uh, then we the should just sue the Olympics. Down the stairs. Well, we oh, should just are we talking about abilityism now? We should <laughs> I, just abolish all sports because I, inherently sports are ableist. That's a different episode, and I think we should definitely explore that on a different time. But um, we should definitely get into how sports are against all of the rest of us. <laughs> mm -hmm. <laughs> because did you guys ever read professional that, uh, sports? Did you guys ever, did you guys ever read that uh, Kurt Vonnegut short story where? Like in the future, they want everyone to be equal. So, like, if someone's a really good dancer, they put weight on their legs. Yes. If someone's really beautiful, they put shitty makeup on them, like clown makeup, so they don't look so pretty. Where well, it seems inherent in golf because they they actually put handicaps in golf to even the play out for people. Yeah, how does that work? I always heard of handicaps. What does that mean? It just basically means that if somebody's player, better than somebody else, then um they don't get any extra favors. But if you're not as good as other people, then you get a couple of strokes deducted off when you play, which has never made okay, sense to me. Okay, that's retarded. That's ridiculous. Golf that doesn't make a, any sense. Golf as a sport is in a category all by itself. It's, you know, my son started playing golf, and I'm like, really? Where did I go wrong with you? I, I mean, I never just... looked up the handicap in golf to get it fully delineated, but at the very yeah, least... I, I mean, obviously, it's unfair never... to do that to the guys who are really good. You know, if you're going to be playing yeah. at that level. Well, yeah. I think I don't think handicap, the handicap thing applies if you're playing competitive golf with other people who are all really good. But what it happens is if you have people that are really good at golf and they go out and they play with somebody that isn't, it's a shit show and it's no fun. So it'd be like uh. you know, if you wanted to play basketball and you know your buddy was I don't know. Uh, Michael Jordan, you know, Michael Jordan be like, how about I just don't wear shoes and can only shoot with my left hand? I don't know. You know, it's kind of that sort of thing. It's still dumb, but Or you whatever. get the chance that just shatters kneecap with a sledgehammer and then um, wow, that that's really evens things out. Violent, but okay. Well, yeah, yeah, but, you know, then he would actually what be are, handicapped. Yeah, then he would be handicapped. For what real. if Michael Jordan, what if Michael Jordan just had like a baby uh, papoose on his. He had a baby? He had to play the whole game. If he had to actually get pregnant be before he played? <laughs> he had to, he had no, to actually carry a baby. baby for eight months before he could play a game? No, he could take any baby he wanted, but he had to like play with a baby, like the extra weight of having a papoose or whatever that's a called. Papoose. I, think if, I think if I was going to play Michael Jordan, I'd want him to carry a full-grown adult male. I'd want, him to carry, I'd want him to carry Matt on his back. That'd be about the only way I would have a chance. 
Piggyback Matt. I don't know that he could carry me. Shaq could probably carry me. I don't know if Michael Jordan could carry me. Because Shaq is a monster. He is a monster. But he's a, he's a so, good man. Okay. So ableism seems a little weird to me as a concept. Yeah. I mean, it's weird. For, yeah, guys, it's something about... I've just become familiar with over the last number of years. And I've never really delved into it. And I haven't necessarily delved into it today either. But it's an interesting idea because of the fact that there's lots of people who could be come under the heading of disabled in various different ways and um somehow things are discriminate are not in their favor they work against them based upon whatever those handicaps happen to be and i guess the question becomes are you discriminating or are you just not so thoughtful you know in terms of helping are you just logical like um, i hear that like in airlines they won't hire any steward who's 300 pounds because they can't fit in the aisles it's, it's really hard you know i'm a fat guy i don't like it but it makes sense if i was a steward even on my job i i'm a dishwasher but it's very tight quarters and i'm always getting in the way people can get around me but imagine being on an airplane being as an airplane being a steward where you're like trying to squeeze through past people well, ableism in this story? case would be not having a space in the airplane for somebody who is handicapped. In other words, that's what I mean. But it's not a handicap. But it's also like you're fat. We're not going to hire you. Yeah, I mean, you're, getting into jobs is, I think, a very sticky wicket in terms. Well, that's of a big thing of ableism, right? Well, I guess. I guess the question becomes: At what point do we define disabled? Like, obviously, if the person was in a car accident and is now a paraplegic or something. Well, that's pretty definable, but it seems to me that we as a society have started to really get real loosey-goosey with what is disabled and what isn't disabled. I've got really bad psoriasis and I, so I'm disabled now. Yeah, I guess that, well, I, I, psoriasis, I guess could prevent you from uh, working at McDonald's because your skin flaking off is like right. an added ingredient they don't want in the food. Well, oh, they wouldn't care. They got so much nasty shit in that. <laughs> That's what's crap. in the special sauce is like dangerous. You know, they couldn't work it like at a sauna, like at a gym, because, you know, because be... gross, you know? Yeah. Yeah. And, I, and I, think, I think these things come about because people are trying to be caring and they're trying yeah. to be helpful to those who are less fortunate. But then See, it that becomes. Was... That's the big mistake right there. Caring? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> That's where they went wrong. There's a range of political spectrums in this country, and it ranges basically from absolute anarchy to fascism, you know, and then everything else in between. And mm -hmm. on the way to anarchy, there are people who, um, I think, care about other people to the extent where they don't care what it costs to help other people. And then there are people who care who do care about what it costs to help other people. And then there are those who marginally care and they go, oh, they should be helped, but they won't do anything to help them. And then there are people who just don't care at all and they don't want to help in any way, shape or form. So and they want to round those people up in the camps and exterminate them. That's further down the, yeah. the line. Yeah, I don't, I don't, I, I, I don't know that, that anarchy is adjacent to caring for people so that we all take care. I don't know that that's what anarchy is. Well, I'm saying that anarchy, anarchy is the ultimate um, lawless society. So it's like on the way there. But um, So you're saying that before you get to completely lawless, there's the point where everybody is just ridiculously giving a shit about everybody? And well, that's also like on the way to fascism, too. It just depends upon where you're sitting on that entire spectrum. It's oh, a broad spectrum, you know. It's a broad spectrum. It is. It is very broad. It kind of goes like in a circle, you know, where you go from the left to the right, but not a closed circle. So you have fascism and anarchy are kind of close to each other in terms of uh, ideology. But you know, growing up in punk separate. rock, though, it was like this idealized version of anarchy where we everyone will just be cool and take care of each other. We don't need all this like cops and laws. But I mean, that's not going to work. Uh, even no. when I was fourteen, when I was fifteen, I was like, "Guys, that's no. Are you serious?" <laughs> it's like, 
people. Yeah, anarchy shit. is like the step after communism. So if you got communism, then like, you've got anarchy. Communism, like everybody belongs, everything belongs think, to everybody, and your property anar- belongs to me. Yeah, when people say anarchist, they think of like a bomb holding guy who just wants to fuck shit up. But you know, I grew up with the idea that anarchy was like this ultimate goal where we won't need laws or government because everyone will be cool and chill and just be like, hey. You need some food? I got some extra food. And you're looking up a but, weird definition of the word anarchy. No, but that was. There, there were people who were that naive who thought, yeah, anarchy is the best. Like, we don't need laws. Yeah, if you don't need laws, the only way you would not need laws is if everybody was being cool. Yes, right. exactly. That's the thing. So, so, the, cool. so the we system. We we're not cool. Right. The system, the structures, the, that's what's causing the problem. It isn't that people are the problem. It's that the structures that... Yeah we've instituted among men are the problem. And if we blow them up and destroy them, yeah. then, and everyone can just be cool, then everyone will just be cool, which is- It wouldn't be. It would which be is like Greg is saying, like, yeah, if there's like It'd six like of Mad you- Max. Yeah, if there's six of you in a, in a log cabin and you kind of rely on each other, yeah, you're probably gonna be pretty cool to one another. But you get about greater than 50 and somebody's gonna go, you know what, fuck that guy. That guy, yeah. good thing. I don't like that guy. Let's get rid of or, that guy. Or on top of that, humongous and Wes will come to your cabin and be like, we're stronger than you. We want your shit. Humongous Give us all and your Wes. food. From Mad, from Mode Warrior. <laughs> the Lord Humongous. The oh. Warrior of the Wasteland. The we're Ayatollah supposed to remember this these movies from 19, Rola? from 40 years ago. Yeah, the which a classic. You mm. should know remember this movie. Yeah. I remembered Humongous. I didn't remember the other. I didn't get the other. Wes was the guy with the red mohawk. His little. Second. Oh, was that his name? I never knew he had a name. He was just mohawk. Yeah, Wes. I just thought and they so were the guys like, that were in the movie. I didn't even know they had names. That's what would happen in Anarchy. Like, yeah, you might have a cool group. Man, yeah, we're just chill. This cool. We're all helping each other. But there's going to be some bigger bastards, and you can't call the cops. You can't say, "Hey, these guys are trying to take our food." Right. Send a squad it, it kind car. Of, Kind of goes call back to like zombie shit. It, it becomes the Walking Dead. Exactly. Yeah. That's what anarchy would be like. Yeah. Yeah. They, there's no utopia there. No. Yeah. But yeah. these punk rockers that I used to talk to, that's that was their idea of like what anarchy should be. And it's like even when I was 15, I was like, guys, that would never work. They're that's nice ridiculous. ideas. It'd be nice. They're if nice you ideas. Could, if you could trust everybody, then those things could work. Communism everybody is a could nice trust idea. everybody else. Karl what? Marx laid out some great shit in Das Kapital and, you know, whatever, Communist Manifesto. It sounds all nice. Yeah, let's all share. And it always means yeah. people are shit, so it doesn't work. That's, that's what, the, you know, I mean, not the shit part, but, you know, that was that's really the basis of religion, is that if everyone can just believe this set of values or follow the word of the prophet, you know, Greg, then we'll all be great. It'll be fine because that would be a great world if they followed my words. But, but then, so, but then somebody goes, "But I don't think Greg meant that when he said thou no, shalt eat yeah, salami." Some power, power-hungry fuck is like, "Oh, but Greg meant this, so I can get rich and fuck you all over." That's right. like the Pope. You Wait, know? wasn't that wasn't that a song from uh, the group Exile, Greg? Um, I want to fuck you all over. Wasn't that it? <laughs> Yes, it was, man. I thought it was. All right, well, let's yeah, move on to the second part of this particular client, which is uh, sexism. So, actually, I want to define what the word, what the, the suffix ism means, because I think that's what gets us all in trouble, really. So, Does it mean uh, like you don't like it? I thought it meant it's a belief system like communism, like it. capitalism. It's a, it's a structured belief in something. Essentially, yeah. It's a distinctive oh, practice, system, or philosophy typically a political ideology or an artistic movement typically like cubism like or dadaism or something like that right but as we're using them they would be more like a practice system or philosophy so you know that's when we're talking about the ableism now sexism sexism is another thing that didn't really come about until or at least get a voice until like the late 60s apparently and that's obviously a similar a similar set of discrimination, but it's against people based upon their their gender. Right. You know? And nowadays, considering how gender fluidity is of, is becoming a norm, it's like where does that even come into play anymore? You know, can there be sexism 
if there are no genders anymore. You're, you're being have... very diplomatic with your language. It's basically like women were fucked over for 8,000 years. Yeah, that's, that's where real. it came out of. It came that's out of it comes out of the women's movement. But, but it, that'll be changing, though, you know. But we've, wow. I think we've really gotten past like 80, 90% of that. I mean, you know, women have the right to vote. Women have all sorts of rights. You know, no one, no one is like smacking girls on the ass. Well, except for, you know, in Hollywood. And, well, getting away and with lots it of much. guys on TikTok are doing it as well. Okay, well, TikTok is a whole different thing. But you know what I mean? It's like, it's not acceptable. If the four of us were somewhere and some douchebag smacked a girl on the butt and said, hey, sweetheart, we'd be like, fuck you, you're an asshole. I don't think we're, whereas before, we'd be like, hey, I love Steve. He's got a panache. Well, there was a guy who got elected to president about five years ago um, with lots of people promoting the fact that uh, he could just grab him by the pussy. And uh, that was like a major issue at the time. Was this and Jimmy a, Carter? Who? It was. Yeah, he a, came I'm back a... from uh, his, his retirement to run for president. Oh, Donald Trump, I get it. That so guy. At what, so at what I guess, based on ism, it's obviously somebody who believes that. So Donald Trump is a sexist, I think, and practices sexism, I guess. But I think those people are pretty much in the minority now. I gotta I, say though, I don't think it is. Like it's I like think the racist women. Do you guys, you guys know John Lennon has that song? I'm not going to say the word, but women are the N-word of the world. Right. And no matter how, like even during the hippie era. All John, these, like, Lennon, hippies, John Lennon was an asshole. But that's, yeah, I know. Um, that's I know really that's a different subject. Yeah. He used to beat up Yoko Ono. As, yeah, because he's wife. an asshole. He's so an asshole. But I'm saying, though, it's true, though, because in, the, in this hippie era in the 60s, there were all these guys like fighting for the rights of Guatemalan children, the Vietnamese farmers, and and they'd still treat their women like fucking like Ward Cleaver, like make me some lentils, bitch. I'm was, planning. Was that like a special rally. episode of Leave It to Beaver? Was make no, me some I'm, lentils, bitch? No, I'm saying the hippie version. <laughs> now a special episode of Leave It the to Beaver. The hippie version was like, yeah, even though I'm all enlightened and I'm gonna be doing a rally, a mass rally about Vietnam. But still, the women were like, oh, I'll cook the lentils and clean the house while you do that. And you keep bringing man. up lentils. What is it with you and I, lentils? I don't, I don't know. But we've, we've, made a big, we've made a big jump from John Lennon was an asshole to all hippies were somehow were <laughs> make sexist. Women eat, and make lentils. A lot make of them lentils. were. A lot of them were. Where it was like they were fighting for what, it. What if the woman likes, human being? What if the woman likes to... What if the woman likes to make lentils? She might, sure. Oh, she might? Like, she it's might. not possible that a woman would like to just make lentils for her man. It's like, what if because... she wants to be discriminated against? Yeah, well, sure. Discrimination, well, we're talking about making lentils right now. We're not talking about, we're not going to hire a woman for a certain particular job. We're saying the woman has a, the female has a certain role or a certain accepted job that she could or could not do. Um, and we're saying that if she does do that, then she's being subjugated. If she makes lentils for well, her, if she the, likes to the make lentils. Boyfriend slash husband expects her to do that and like just be like, "You're not coming to the rally. You're just my support system, so I can go do all the social justice." I don't know what your heart on is for hippies right now. I really don't no, think this was a terrible. hippie problem. I don't think this was a hippie problem. <laughs> No, it was a, it's been a problem. For, but even the hippies who were so enlightened, supposedly, even like, the hippies fighting think, for everyone's rights. But I think the hippies were a bunch rights. of idiots. Greg, don't, don't forget that hippies are boomers. Yes, I know. Don't that. don't lose that particular knowledge. But I'm not a boomer. I'm a Generation Xer. Yes, but but I mean, it's like women are always forgotten. Like you know, Black Lives Matter. Women are still getting treated so shitty in the world, I think. I mean, are, women, are women in the United States being treated worse than black people in the United States, in your opinion? Well, black women are really treated shitty. That's not the, that's not the I, question oh, I no, asked. I know, I know, I know. I sorry, I had to add that aside. But no, but in some ways, women, like there's no one, there's no like women lives matter out there. It's like, why, sh why should well, there be they're not most... out there getting shot by cops, Greg? <laughs> well, no, most, except for Breonna Taylor, who got shot. This is true. Sleeping in her most apartment. most right. of the white 
women were just hanging out with the white men, enjoying all their privileges, and and we're we're supposed to. I mean, they don't enjoy all their privileges. They have to. Well, like what? at it's the very least, production. we've moved on from men generally beating their women just for disobeying them. You know, I think we've definitely moved on from that. <laughs> However, you know, uh, there's still plenty been? of. Have we? I don't yeah, know. I can. I can tell you right now. I have never hit my wife. No, you. Yeah. <laughs> right. Even I don't. Ago, know, you I don't. Your wife, Matt. I think domestic violence between men and women is more a matter of income than it is men or women. You know what I mean? Poor people beat each other up because they're under a lot of stress, and the man beats the wife, and the wife cheats on whatever. But that has to do with economics. It doesn't have to do with some sort of systemic men. But you're doing America. pretty well, Brendan. How come your wife hits you? <laughs> well, that's the, that's a good question because I mean I'm the one that's being abused. I actually am the one. I'm the one that makes the lentils in the house. <laughs> what the hell, man? But I make so the his hat notwithstanding, Greg. He is a hippie because he you, makes. Lentils. You bring home the lentils and fry them up in a pan. I, I'm then, we, we share in the bringing home the lentils, but my point is, I enjoy making lentils. Don't you have to soak I, the lentils before you cook them? Yeah, lentils are, honestly, lentils are a giant pain in the ass, and they taste. And they taste like shit. I mean, yeah. aren't they like beans or something? Lentils? Yeah, like beans. Have a bean. Yeah. Well, I'd say that this is a good spot to move into our cooking segment. We'll we'll, we'll come back Speaking up with a client. Lentils. <laughs> Speaking of food. So, um, and then when we come back from uh, our cooking break, we'll move into Ask Greg right after that. And then we'll revisit. We'll, we'll finish the second half of our Oh, yeah, racism and cannibalism. To, I know. We still got to get to that. So let's, uh, let's work on um, our friend, our friend and savior, Waspy Soda Pop, and uh, get him to, to be... One and food is eaten. Food is eaten. Food is eaten with Waspy Soda Pop. Happy holidays, everybody. This is Waspy Soda Pop with Food is for Eaten. And I got a special recipe for you just for the holidays. You're going to want to make this every year. This is easy roast duck for the holidays. When you want to get like a one, four to five pound duck, uh, freshly ground black pepper, quarter cup of soy sauce more or less now whenever you're choosing your duck you want to look for either like sheet metal ducks a fiberglass lined duck or a fiberboard duck i'd go with sheet metal it's less porous it'll cook a little better anyway you want to preheat your oven to 450 degrees remove the packaging from the duck and discard or reserve for another use then you cut off the excess straps from duck place duck on a rack in a roasting pan add water to come just below the rack you sprinkle the duck with pepper and brush with a little soy sauce roast for 30 minutes undisturbed don't make any loud noises they get very very nervous prick the top of the duct all over with the point of a sharp knife or an ice pick and flip it onto the back sprinkle with some pepper brush with soy sauce again add a little more water to the pan if the juices are spattering and you want to be careful you want to get water on the duck because that's what ducks are for then you roast 20 minutes then prick it all over brush it with soy sauce again roast 10 minutes brush with some more soy sauce roast for five or ten minutes more if necessary until the duck is a glorious brown all over and an instant read thermometer is inserted into it and that you got to shove that sucker through you got to get through the sheet metal and so that it measures at least 155 degrees so you got to let it rest for five minutes before carving and serving that is your holiday easy roast duck you enjoy it this is waspy soda pop food is for eating so that's, it's a decoy duck? He's suggesting you cook? No, no, ducked. D-U-C-T, ducked. As oh, opposed to you, duck. Because you said fiberglass. I think you're talking about the fake ducks that you, when you're duck hunting. No, no. Ducks. No, it's good. Now I know how to make a duck. I, 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 true story um i was doing some renovations work uh on this building and my son who's now will be 25 in march was there and he was much younger and the man that i was working with told him i said he said you're 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 shorter he must have been i don't know 11 maybe 12 at the time he said i need you to get under the building and i need you to identify where the ducks are and then come up and tell me and uh 
He's like, okay. So he went out and then he comes back and he comes to me and he's like, dad, I'm like, yeah. He goes, that guy over there, I think there's something wrong with him. I'm like, what do you mean? He goes, he had me under the building looking for ducks. There's no ducks under the building. I'm like, no, man, no ducks. Did you see any tubes? Oh yeah, there's lots of tubes. I'm like, okay, that's what he's talking about. So that's an old that's an old joke around the house. Uh, Matt, you've gone you've gone silent. I can't hear you. Oh damn it! I always put myself on mute whenever uh, Waspy is speaking, so that I don't make any weird noises, and then mm -hmm. I forget to unmute myself when I come back. I was here talking about a bunch of things, you know. I, I just know. heard ducks. I did not know it was ducts. <laughs> ducts. Ducked. That I think is I think another one of those tricky things from Waspy's accent. It makes it very uh, hard yeah. to understand. Okay, well, there we go. There's a holiday recipe that everyone everyone can use if they really like to chew on sheet metal. Now that brings us to a new segment. We need to get like some kind of a jingle for you, Greg. So ask Greg. Law is freeding. Law is freeding. <laughs> I have actually a food-related legal question for you, Greg. So this is this is the segment of the show, everybody, where we actually ask Greg uh, a question of legal nature. And due to his lack of training in any way, shape, or form in the law, um, he will answer it to the best of his ability. And lack of cognizance? I don't know if I'm up for this today. I think you'd be totally up for this. So... Um, up until 1990 in Germany, sausages were able to be used as legal tender. Why do you think they stopped using that, Greg? Why is that no longer uh, legal tender? First of all, is this for real? This is for real, yes. You yeah. could you could go to a store and be like, here's a sausage. Give me a... <laughs> in it. In East Germany. It was East Germany up until 90. So that makes more sense. Yeah. Here's a sausage. Give me a pack of cigarettes. Yeah. 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 So you're saying why is this not? I'll use a sausage to pay for tuition to your college. Could you repeat the question again, Alex? It's <laughs> a lot of sausage. So up until 1990, yeah, sausages yeah, yeah, were that. legal tender in East Germany. Uh, what's the question? Um, and so the question is, um, why do you think that they stopped allowing the use of sausages as legal tender? And what do you think they re could they replace it with some other type of verst, like a uh, blotverst? Or liver versed, or maybe just coins or cash, <laughs> uh, something sensible. I think it was because a lot of Germans uh, got uh, trichinosis from having sausages in their pockets for days. At some point, they might not want to buy anything for two days, so they had rotting sausages. Every time they reached in their pocket to get their lighter, they'd be getting like nasty, rancid pork on their hands. And spreading it around. Wait, so every Germany, time they went in their pocket to get their lighter? Yeah, whatever. Whatever you have to go in your pocket for. Uh, do, did East Germans have to carry a lighter? Was it like mandated that they have no, to carry a lighter with them? People reach in their pockets to grab lighters or cigarettes or okay. whatever. They're, they're I thought you knew had special knowledge about something. No, no. They have to keep in their pockets. That I mean, like, you know, as I'm not just like a, a fake lawyer, but I'm also a fake historian. And in the 80s, there was a horrible trichinosis thing in Germany where people were just spreading this rancid pork in their pockets, you know? They'd shake their hands, maggots would fly off. It was yeah, cool. yeah. I remember. I saw the pictures. It was, it was disgusting. That's why the Berlin Wall fell down. It was because of maggots flicking off their fingers? Yeah, it was just chaos <laughs> over there. There's just, Everyone was dropping from trichinosis. And... <laughs> Your word of today... Trichinosis, something for everyone. Well, if you got rotten sausage in your pocket, that's going to happen. Okay, got it. Yeah. Well, thank you for that, Greg. So, so I, th hey. I, I suspect that's why they changed the law. Okay. Do you think that they now they can use some other type of food item for legal tender? Or is it just strictly yeah, like point, beef jerky? Paper. Beef jerky will keep in your pocket. Okay, beef jerky works because it's almost like paper. Skittles. Things that won't rot in your pocket give spread disease. Saltines are fine. They might get stale, but it's not going to spread disease. They might like crumble though. Yeah, that's 
Whatever. But I guess that's like loose change. You like one saltine is like a Deutschmark, and then when you break into little pieces, it's like uh, coins, whatever the coins are called in Germany. I can't remember. Coins, I think. Coins like that. Coins. These are coins. You should use them. No more sausage. I am kind of a currency like fan geek, and I do know that right now in Germany, you could buy a pack of cigarettes for seventeen skittles. Or really? a, a pack of beef jerky. One pack of cigarettes goes for 17 Skittles? 17 that Skittles. That seems low. The market. Tobacco growers in Germany, you know. The Skittles <laughs> market is going bananas. I need to get a bunch of Skittles yeah. on the open market into German hands. I mean, a, your typical fun size bag of Skittles comes with almost 17. A share of King? Damn, that's got to be close to 100. I mean, after the Skittles embargo of 1997, it's Skittles are very rare in Germany. It's who is embar- Who is holding the embargo? Wasn't that Mario Lynch that oh, did okay. that? I don't yeah, know. We, a... we were mad at Germany at the time for the, the Olympics thing, the where they, they had Skittle so many, embargo. like every single woman on their team was a man, these German teams. So we were just like, enough is enough. You can't uh, keep doing that this was shit. sexism happening. All right, well, or, Brendan, or I'm sure, has a question that he wants to ask you, too. So let's let Brendan get his question. Oh, we'll yeah, run let out me, of time. Me, I love testing me, my law knowledge with you guys. Let me, let me pull this up. Uh, You're Greg. an excellent, uh, excellent fake attorney, Greg. Dear Greg, reader writes. Dear here's, Greg. Here's my story. So I got pulled over. I was drunk. But I thought ahead. I chucked the keys out of the passenger side window, climbed into the back where I had a full bottle of Jack Daniels. My girlfriend remained in the passenger seat. I exited the car from the rear view or the rear door, chugged the Jack in front of the police officer. In fact, I chugged as much as I could. So given this, is this just public drunkenness? Because he can't prove I was drinking or drunk at the time he pulled me over. So this is a real thing. Some guy actually pulled this stunt. This is a real thing from a real attorney that I know in the state of Florida. So this this was a call he got on his voicemail. So I think this falls under the jurisdiction of um, ghost drivers because there's no one in the driver's seat. So it must have been a ghost Right. And it's illegal for a ghost to drive a vehicle in many states. I think in Florida, especially. Alligators can drive in Florida legally (laughs) and crocodiles, but not ghosts. So if there's no one in the driver's seat, I think the police officer had every right to say, well, either way, you still broke the law because your girlfriend's in the passenger seat. Nobody's driving unless it's a ghost. So is it a ghost or a goat? What are you saying, Greg? I I, I thought I was saying ghost, but a goat is also illegal in Florida to drive a car. (laughs) Really? I didn't know. What if they can get a license though? I often have my I often have my goat drive around in my golf cart all the time. So it's not (laughs) But that's that's the weird thing though. Alligators can get a license. I don't understand why an alligator is different than a goat in Florida under the law. Well, I think it's got to do with one's a reptile. And the other is a mammal. Is that what it is? It's, that is a major difference. It's an the ism. Two. It's a reptilism. <laughs> it is. It's it is. Ism. It is a filthy, filthy thing. And that Florida is very pro alligator and anti other yeah. animals. It's, Mammalism. Yeah, it's alligator mammal. Yeah, they'll save the manatee, but will they save the gator? No. They'll well, just we did. Here's the thing: we did save the shit out of the gator. The gator was endangered. We brought it back so much so that they're just chopping up kids at Disneyland. <laughs> There's a the ride there, actually. <laughs> you bring the kids, yeah. you're tired of them at the end of the day. It's time to go to the gator chopping ride, kids. Let's go. Yeah, there, there are signs not two miles from my house where you're told to beware of getting too close to the water with your dog or he's going to be uh, gator food. So You're just on Pirates of the Caribbean and all of a sudden a gator will grab your kid. Yeah, the fake water. Whatever there was, a, there was there was a guy in Orlando that that there was a gator in the the pond, 
and uh, he thought it was a fake gator. So he uh, got over the fence and then got down into the water with the gator uh, to get to get a friend to take a picture of him because he thought it was fake. Turns out, nope, and it took his arm off. Hey, it wasn't using it anyway. Well, that, once again, is a, a brilliant legal analysis, Greg, of the uh, gator drivers. driving situation in Florida. No ghost riders in the sky in Florida. <laughs> Uh, I, so, will, I will I will send an email back to this client. Please Just do. Ghost Gators. All right, let's bring let's get back to our client. We still have to deal with racism and uh, cannibalism. Um, now, racism, you know, it's such a uh, highly Ooh. debated topic these days. I don't know that we're going to really is add. Is it debated? <laughs> or is it just bad? It's definitely debated left and right. I mean, the whole debate going on regarding teaching critical race theory in, in the schools is... Uh, Highly under. I guess. Uh, I guess I just think of debated as people with two intelligences debating something. Oh, but that is basically God. just goodness. I'm not going to be the defender of the other side of this argument. You don't have just, to be. Just to simply disparage those that have a different point of view. Let's no, it's not a different about... point of view. It's a well, racist, okay. stupid okay. point of view. That's because okay, Greg so... is practices elitism. Yes. So that's elitism. Let's take. Let's. let's... Let's take I'm a this. moron, but it's let's, basic intelligence. Oh, yeah, let's let's okay. So let's 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 exclude this from the category of people of a different race are inferior to people of a different race. Let's take that off the table. Yeah, that's racism. That's but that's not just racism. Because you know, I think that again, going back to my thing, I think with most people, like you're saying, that's pretty commonly accepted. But now we've gone the other side of it where you get into things like white privilege or you get into this almost reverse racism where it's like uh anything that's white is wrong and and i'm not saying that's all wrong or all right but it's certainly a discussion worth having and i don't think people that are having discussions on either side of that are stupid i'm sorry the critical race pe uh, theory people it's like, oh, we're finally teaching American history correctly, like what happened for most uh, of our history, and then all these people are freaking out about it. It's like, it's not. Oh, how dare you? How dare you teach our kids that we were horrible, that's all not, those slaves? It's not quite that simple. It would. It, it's it, not it, that simple. But it, it, I wish it was. I wish it was that the people. But who that are is arguing, happening though. People don't was, like that. I wish it was as simple as you're saying, which is that people who. Uh, want critical race theory taught are simply trying to get people to understand the history of how slaves were mistreated. That's been going on since we were in high did, When you were in middle school, did, did you get the idea that slavery was okay? No, because I watched Roots. That was a big thing. <laughs> okay. but, but we knew that like in class, we didn't really talk about, we talked about Manifest Destinies as if it was this glorious thing, even though we were like, oh, that's the, the noble Native Americans, but it was like, oh yeah, but it was basically a good thing that we like all this b barren land where these Indians were just doing nothing, but we properly, you know, exploited it and made this glorious country. It wasn't shown as the horror that it was, and right. slavery the same thing. We talked about slavery a little, but it was we talked about like, yeah, slavery a little. Wow, schools yeah, we, in New York. We didn't talk about different. it much. I went wow. to a very good in upstate New York. We had very good good schools. It was a good school system, but they were like they still glossed over it. And this is the seventies. I'm sure in the fifties they didn't even talk about it. I'm but sure, in the 50s, we're, but we're in 2022. We're not in the fifties or the seventies. But I mean, like you know, like the Howard Zinn book. You know, remember that. Uh, People's history of the United People's States. History of the United States. I read it. No, it that is the real history of America. It's like, yeah, we did all this horrible stuff. I know America has this great promise, and it's oh. not like I, I want to tear down America. I want to tear down the bad things about America, but I think America, still in the Constitution, still in the Declaration of Independence, has this great promise that we haven't lived up to. And when you read our history, we realize we didn't live up to it at all. Right, all men okay. are created equal. All I'm saying all is this bullshit. That all I'm saying is, like, there are people. Yeah. There, 
there are people that could be on either side of this debate and they and one side is not stupid and the other side is smart okay so if somebody says oh you're teaching my kids about the horrors of slavery that's critical race theory i don't that's want not, you to teach my kids that that's not what anyone who's arguing against being in florida really that's not what anyone who's arguing against critical race theory is arguing what are they saying what's their problem with it part of their problem is that a lot of it uh overemphasizes that if you are white, you're inherently racist just because you're white. Is that history? No, that's why people are complaining. I know, but if it's you read our history, if you read our history, you'd basically look at us as like the stormtroopers in Star Wars. Like we're the bad guy. We did some shitty things in American history, really bad things. For centuries, so, so we should we should hate ourselves at the present moment. We sh we should at least realize we did some really shitty things. Yeah, but what Brendan's, what Brendan's trying to say, Greg, is that because you are a white, you are inherently a racist, and that's what's being argued. I know, right. but I don't think that. So, Greg, that. are you admitting finally to being a racist? Are you finally um, coming out of the closet and going, "Yes, I am a racist"? I is do that agree that many people drink? would say I'm a racist inherently because I am white even though i'm hispanic right half but hispanic. you're racist hispanics yes, many are white i'm seeing crit critical race theory came up in colleges it was something that nobody even talked yes, about yes but that's not my question greg my question no this that is I'm supposing to you part of it is that are you finally admitting that you're a racist he is he's a racist inherently okay good I can't I will Matt, take your lack of I answer as a, in yes. the affirmative that you are a racist I can say I can say for myself that there have been things that I've had to eliminate from my own personal psyche that were racist perspectives over the, the course of my life that I didn't realize that they were until I went, oh, shit, that was like a racist thing to think or that like was a what? racist thing to say. Yeah, uh, you know, you like you're going through a side of town that's primarily African-American and you lock your doors. That's a racist thing to do. What if it's a really bad African-American. Well, then it wouldn't matter whether they were white or black. It wouldn't matter if they're white or black, though. Yeah. Know? But the point I'm saying is that it's strictly because there were some more African-Americans in that area. That's why the doors got locked. Right. Not because but, they did anything or say, or it was a bad part of town. Right. But there's a shitty part of my town that is unfortunately predominantly through no fault of their own African-American. Yeah. And I wouldn't have my kid walk through that part of town by themselves. Is okay. that racist? just depends upon if it's a knee-jerk response or not. I mean, all I'm saying is that I'm basing this on my own views yeah. changing, not now on I what you're, you, not on hypotheticals that you're putting forth. Okay, but yeah. it's it's not a hypothetical. I wouldn't let my 12-year-old... No, no, I'm saying, but I'm talking about why I changed my point of view. Oh, well, so That's what okay. makes it so, hypothetical for me, because that what you're saying isn't my experience that I was relating. But man, I hope if you're in the south side you were of relating, Chicago, you were relating a hypothetical, or you were relating. No, I was your not relating. A, I was relating an experience of my own. Matt, if you're like, in the oh, south side I locked of my Chicago. door because there are black people around. I'm like, well, now, why did I do that? I'm just saying, Matt, if you're in the south side of Chicago, yeah, and predominantly black, you should lock your door. It's gnarly. I lived in Chicago. It's a gnarly part of town. Do they go around? Pulling people out of their cars? I don't know, Sometimes. but it's still fucking gnarly. It's, 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 yeah. Well, I eventually... Like, I'll, give, I'll give you an example. I'll give you a real-world example. Holly yeah. was in this particular part of town, and she slowed down because she was trying to figure out, and she couldn't see the street signs. Four people ran to her car because they thought she wanted to buy drugs. Scared the shit out of her, and she drove away. Yeah. That really happened. And okay, man, I don't know if it's racism, I'm not gonna but it's say that didn't practical. Happen. I'm just saying, it's, it's, I don't think it's racist. See, I think Brendan has. I wasn't saying that was racist. Like a lot of logical people have the realization that yeah, black people have been this underclass, and they've been pushed down. So yeah, they usually live in bad parts of town. Just like when I go to a part of town, even if there's no black people and there's lots of check cashing places and strip clubs, I'm like, oh, I could get mugged tonight because this is a bad part of town. It's poor. It's poverty. It's poor. Now, so the question is, if you go to an area that is predominantly white, that is a sketchy part of town. Yeah, would you lock I would lock my door. 
I would absolutely lock my door. Yeah. I, there's a plenty of those in Florida. I could, if you had stayed yeah. here longer, I could have took you to some, and we would have locked our doors. <laughs> I, probably, I probably wouldn't have anyway, because I, White meth I laugh in the face of all sanity. <laughs> but, but to go back to that, um, I used to have a thing about uh, Hispanic people, because I used to, I, I, when I was a kid, I got beat up by Hispanic kids a lot. And I remember growing up, and any time... No, Greg's not that's, Hispanic. Like, that's why you resent me, isn't it? No, that's right. That's why you always give me shit. But I did have a prejudice. I did just kind of assume they were all assholes. And it took me until, I don't know, my 20s when I went, that's well, just because, you know, I had bad experiences with that particular yeah. group of people. But that doesn't mean that all people are like that. So right. I know that's my only, that's, that's something that where I went, wow, that, that is kind of racist. Yeah. I'm just saying from my own point of view, it's like I had to recognize that there was a tendency to think in racist views and I had to start like weaning those out of my, my thoughts, you know, because yeah, there do, were but, things that so, were ingrained from, I don't know, from dealing with other people and their own points of view. And somehow that got into my thoughts. And so right. I had to, jack them out of there because they didn't make sense analytically you know yeah so you know what i realized after doing customer service in my 30s is that i don't like russians oh, and i hated it yeah, they're assholes. Being like yeah they're so they're so short and rude and kind of just like they throw their credit card at you and they're just like they're just like bah, bah. But, but you course, can't say you don't like all russians greg no, I I've met some Russians that I loved. I've actually met some Russians that okay. were delightful. I'm pretty people. I'm pretty close to but I'm passing saying, judgment on all of them. I'm saying though, <laughs> chances are, if a Russian customer comes up to your cash register, they're not going to be the warmest person that day. They're going to be like, uh, be more of a cultural thing though, as opposed to. Uh, I know, and I know yeah. what the Russians went through. I mean, if I grew up in communist Russia, yeah, I'd be a fucking asshole too. Would yeah. you? I wouldn't be that warm. Would you well, wear a jumpsuit and be like a macho <laughs> dickhead because you grew well, up that's mafia by your political about. system? I don't I'm not even talking that... about mafia guys. <laughs> no, I understand what those Russian mafia guys are the way they are because they were like grew up in communism, so they're like, I'm gonna make money any way I can. Like I was put down and had all these strictures against me so i'm just gonna like whatever it's anarchy it's anarchy once again anarchy. they go the other way they go the other way and, <laughs> and anarchy brings us to cannibalism it does it? absolutely because when everything breaks down we wind up eating each other okay i want to say first of all i've probably said this many times before cannibalism is not such a bad thing if someone's dead and you're starving you got every right to eat them. Why should you die? Who gives a shit if the only food is a human being that died already? I'm not saying you killed them. That's murder. But cannibalism, it's such a... What if you keep them alive and just cut off parts of them along the way? Well, you're murdering them, I'm saying. No, I'm saying not I, don't, I don't know that cannibalism can be reduced to the Donner Party. I think cannibalism as a subject is the idea that it is culturally okay to eat humans just as much as it is a cow. Well, if they die, yeah, exactly. No, I'm no, but you're not eating cows that die. You're eating cows that are killed. Yeah, somebody killed the cow so you could eat it. You don't you want to eat a cow that like died of natural causes. Yeah, I don't want to eat a chicken that I found on the side of the road. I'm like, well, it's dead. I guess I'm going to eat it. Yeah, I know, because then you have a chance to cross the road. It a didn't raccoon. have a chance to cross the road. A roadkill raccoon, you'd be like, hmm, that's good eating. Well, you know, that's been done. I think there are roadkill recipe books out there. No. And no. why not? Yes. They're probably fine. No. No. We're going back no, to No, you got to pick some, like, a, I don't know, some. Depends if they hit the gallbladder or not. Gasoline that ruins, out that of ruins it. the meat, you know. Uh, but, you know, you know but quick... cannibalism is still in existence in this world. Yes, at least, I think it's in Papua New Guinea. It still is like uh, looked upon as a normal thing. I have a friend who actually was adopted a by a tribe of cannibals. Wait, wait, what? You have a friend my... that was adopted by a tribe of cannibals. Go on. Yes, one of my, please. One of my talk to us about friends, this, His father went to Papua New Guinea for a trip, and he met. You know, he did like deep bush tourism. 
that's Wayne got the... that's Las Vegas, Greg. You're talking about. <laughs> I want to do some deep bush touring. Deep bush. And he got he he was there for like months. And I still have a cassette recording of their songs and stuff. He made me a cassette. They're cannibal like the... songs. Yeah, cannibal songs. <laughs> I the you know what's weird? They sound a lot like Britney Spears. It's weird. I, I don't you, understand why. You eat but me. Oh, that's the Barney version. Sorry. I'll chew yeah. on a bone. But they adopted him into his tri- into their tribe because yeah. they liked him so much. Okay. He didn't have to eat human flesh or anything. They do it very rarely. It's just something like, oh, this guy died. Let's eat him. No, they do say that, that human tastes like pork. Yeah, long pork, they call it. Long pig. Long pig. Yeah. Or long makes sense. Pork. No, they don't say long pork, Greg, because a pork is the meat of the pig. It's very sweet, human flesh, apparently, from reading books about human flesh being cooked. It's I wonder if it's sweet. as good with all of the vaccinations that are running through our bodies these days, though. Like yeah. The meat is I feel tasty. like, I, I mean, as a as somebody who cooks a lot, I feel like human meat would be super greasy and fatty and gross. I think it depends I mean, maybe, if you're cooking me or if you're cooking, like, uh, somebody else. I'm just saying, like, maybe in Papua New Guinea, where they're just, you know, zero body fat and running around in the jungle, maybe. But your average American got to be no, gross. I, I'd prefer to eat them. That would be, like, the nice long pig. That would be all, like, veal. You know, like, under... No, well, it would veal just is the baby cow, Greg. So yeah, it would be just of humans fat. eating children is what you're talking about, Greg. Yeah, that's so, probably the tenderest meat of all humans. Oh, I'm sure I, you're going to eat people. If you're well, at Greg is finally admitting that he'd be willing to be a cannibal. He's currently a racist, and uh, he's definitely against short people. So these are all the things that we've come, we've found out today about Greg. And I've slandered the singer of Radiohead today. And that you can use Skittles in Germany to buy a pack of cigarettes. I'm still getting on the Skittles market right now. I do think, though, I, I've said this before, though, like, I don't get the thing like, oh, you were dying in the Andes when your plane crashed and you ate this human being. Like, this is a problem. It's like... I would have died if I didn't eat this. Human. I don't know that it was Fuck a problem. You. It's just more of a shocking thing for people because of the it's idea shocking. of eating your buddy. I know, I know. it's shocking, but yeah. don't give them shit about it. They'll be like, "Oh, what, what are the donor? Who, who are there? A bunch of people in Portland that are being given shit because they're eating dead people that I don't <laughs> no, know. What's about? happened in history? Like, wasn't that the movie Six Sense was all about? That is, <laughs> I ate dead people. There's, there's a group of people that are discriminated against because they will eat dead people and people are shit-shaming them about their dead people eating habits. And I think that if you're a racist, you have to eat the person you lynched. Oh, I think that's fair. Yeah, I'm with that. Yeah, I think that if you're going to go that far, then you're you have right. to take it to the other step. You know. Anyway, all right. Well, this has been quite an entertaining show today. I think I think we could have gone for like two more hours. But if you're a good racist cannibal, you wouldn't eat the flesh of another race. So. Well, no, not because think, you think of them as property. Yeah, I think you would be the opposite. I think if you were a racist cannibal, you would raise you would, them for. You would free. totally just eat them. Right, of and race. then Waspy oh, Soda okay. Pop would be yeah. doing a whole thing about people is for eating. <laughs> That oh my be... god we're the worst people in the world <laughs> no we've we've determined that actually it's just you greg because you know we've i know secrets have come out today and i'm a cannibal <laughs> yes you're 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 kind of a you're cannibal curious is what it sounds like to me <laughs> i am <laughs> you guys know like 20 years ago there was this thing on the internet where you could buy this thing called i think it was called like hungu it had a weird name <laughs> and it was like hungu. we made some like protein product how do you that spell that like human flesh this if like... you're if you're a cannibal curious you can buy this and i was like how do you know what human flesh tastes like how did you make this it tastes like human flesh unless you're eating human flesh or they're just buying on the fact that most people won't check into it and they can make it taste like however they want to make it taste like I was going to say, this is in the back of the magazine under the sea monkeys ad, right? It's like, <laughs> the sea monkeys, that's a whole farce. The x-ray and specs. The, yeah, the x-ray specs and then the, no, this, this is, is what the hand buzzer and human flesh. Like. <laughs> it's Soylent Green is what it is. Soylent Green. That's what it's all coming to. Snowpiercer. Okay. 
Well, as anybody, I have any last thoughts about our client for today. Our client, once again, was uh, ableism, sexism, racism, and cannibalism, which is actually getting having a comeback, apparently. Well, if any of you guys die naturally, I will eat you gladly if I'm starving. You will grok us just like uh, the guy from Stranger in a Strange Land to gain our wisdom and our uh, our spirit. Grok, when I understand you. That means no, eating? They understand. Yeah, it's from eating the person. That's where grokking comes oh, from. It became that in popular culture, and we're at least in um, hippie in, culture in conversations because people didn't actually read the book. Okay. Yeah, I didn't either. So I yeah. just thought grok meant I understand you. Yes, you and understand I, them well because you have consumed their essence. Yeah, and then and, and then I'll go beat my their... girlfriend because I'm a hippie. Yeah. And then make, and make her make lentils for me. Yeah, exactly. Lentils with her liver. I'm going to go downstairs and make Holly make lentils. Lentils and fava beans with a little bit of Chianti. Okay. I don't have anything else. <laughs> that was just his hands, everyone. Don't be afraid. Well, once again, this is the Law Offices of Quibble, Squabble, and Bicker. Next week, we're going to have an interesting show. And um, I think things will be interesting between now and the end of the year. We should be having an interesting end-of-the-year show also. Um, new things are afoot, but not major things, but new things. Anyway, um, what else do we have? I have nothing else to say, so uh, bye. Bye! Your consultation with the law offices of Quiddle, Squabble, and Pickler has ended. You may pay your retainer at www.qsblah.org. Please exit to the right of the water cooler and grab a candy from the front desk. We hope to see you again soon, but you need to leave now. I said leave. Why don't they ever listen? Get out! Get out! <laughs>